You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today, we have a special guest missionary with us. Let's prepare our hearts as our guest missionary brings forth God's truths from His Word today. Go ahead and turn to the book of Judges for a few minutes here. Uh, Definitely do be praying for us as we head back in just a few weeks. The transition into a, another culture, even though we've lived there and it's home, it's still, it's, it's one of those things when you step out of something and get used to another culture, we're back used to America again, so stepping back into that again is going to take a little bit of readjustment and everything, um, it's a drastically different country, so just pray that God would help us as we get uh, settled in, and also for the roads, um, in our last prayer, prayer letter we, we mentioned about landslides and things on the roads, some parts of the road are, are almost impassable just because of the landslides. So pray that God would help the, the rain to calm down so that the roads can be better and they maybe can get them fixed. It would be ideal to be able to get all the way back to the village instead of getting halfway and have to turn around, that sort of thing. So just a couple uh, immediate points of prayer. Judges chapter 6. And we're going to actually go down to verse 11. Judges 6, verse 11. I'm going to read a few verses here. Uh, from the life of Gideon, I trust can be a challenge to us. Let's go ahead and start with reading the Bible text, and we'll go from there. Judges 6, verse 11. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was in Ophrah, that it pertained unto Joash the Abizrite. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee. Thou mighty man of valor. Now, pause for a minute. Think what he was doing. He's hiding, trying to thresh wheat in the winepress. He's not out there starting a campaign to fight against the Midianites. And yet, the Lord came to him and said, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. So, obviously, think about the confusion that is going to be coming to Gideon, thinking, um, Are you sure you know who you're talking to? Uh, I'm here hiding. Why are you calling me mighty man of valor? But then, in verse 13... And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of? Saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. I'm sure there have been times in your life where you felt similarly, where you looked at the circumstances, and to your eyes, from your perspective, it seemed like the Lord has forsaken you. It seemed like, you know, I've been praying about this, I've been asking, but it just doesn't seem like God's answering. That's the type of situation Gideon was in, where he was looking around and saying, God, why are you not changing this? Why are you not helping to defeat these Midianites? Why are you allowing your people to be under these enemies of yours? And hence his confusion there, saying, why? It seems like the Lord has forsaken us. Look at verse 14, And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Now, I want you to think here, and we're just, this is kind of where we're getting to as far as application for this evening. God gave a direct instruction to Gideon. So Gideon had been out there. He's, he's working on his own business. He's trying to get wheat for his family. He's scared. And God says, Now, go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? Gideon is looking at this, and we'll see more in verse 15, but, but Gideon is looking at this from the perspective of, of a person that just doesn't understand how can God be giving me this instruction. He hears the instructions, 
But it doesn't make sense that God's talking to him. Why would you be saying me to, this to me, God? I, I certainly cannot do this. But yet the command of God still came to him. There are times in your life, no doubt, when the Lord impresses on your heart something that you need to do. Maybe God is calling someone here into full-time missions. Maybe God is calling somebody into full-time work of some sort, maybe as a pastor or a pastor's wife. Maybe it's something that is here in this local church. Maybe a ministry that God wants you to get involved in. Maybe it's something like getting right with somebody that you've offended. Maybe it's witnessing to a family member that you've just been too afraid to witness to them. But God comes to us with a command and says, this is what I want you to do. And, and if, we're, if we're having our ears opened, we'll hear that command. But sometimes we shy back and say, well, certainly, certainly you couldn't be talking to me. Uh, I, I, there's, there's no way I could do that. Look at Gideon's response here in verse 15. And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my father's house. So often we respond back looking at the fact that I can't do this. You know, many times when I will talk with different people about missions, and, and especially particularly about countries like New Guinea, the, the more rural or rugged areas or uh, more third world countries, sometimes people look at that and they say, well, I, there's just no way I could do something like that. Um, you know, I don't know what I would do about health for my family, and, and I don't know how dangerous it might be over there, or I don't know how it would be trying to learn a brand new language. I'm not very good at languages. And, and we start rattling off all of our excuses as to why I couldn't do that. Whether it is God pulling someone towards missions, whether it is God trying to direct you towards a ministry or, or being more involved in something in your Christian life, it's amazing how many times we respond with excuses saying, I couldn't do that. But I, I want you to think for just a minute. Look back at the phrase that God gave to Gideon in verse 14, where in the first part of his statement, go in this thy might. You notice that right off the bat, he says, go in this thy might. Now, later on, he points to the fact that Gideon was going to need his strength. But right off the, at the start, he says, go in this thy might. I really believe that God wanted Gideon to be able to look at his own self and to recognize his shortcomings. You know, if we think that we've got all the skills, all the abilities, we've got it all as far as natural talent, it can be very easy to rely on our own strength. It can be very easy thinking, well, I've done this before. I mean, I'm already good at dealing with kids, so yeah, sure, I could teach a Sunday school class. Or something like that where we think, well, it's no big deal. I, I've done that thing before. And yet God gave the command to Gideon, and he started off by helping Gideon to recognize, as he, as he mentioned in verse 15, where, that Gideon was a nobody. Gideon wasn't a somebody that they would look to as a born leader. Gideon wasn't the kind of person that he came from a prominent family. Gideon was the least expected person to be chosen for this job. And yet God says, go in this thy might, so that, I believe, so that God, or sorry, so God would be able to show Gideon, you can't do it by yourself, you need me. And it's interesting as we see this theme 
throughout the life of, of Gideon, especially as what's recorded here in the book of Judges. Even later on in the battle with the Midianites, we see the same thing where God would not let Gideon have the full army. He brought the army down to 300 so that the Israelites would see it wasn't their own strength. It was his. It was God's strength. Look at verse 16 here. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. It's interesting because God gave the command. Gideon responded out of fear, saying, I can't do this, I'm not qualified. Then God responded again, assuring him, I will be with you. If you trust in my ability, if you obey me, I will give you the ability. I will empower you to do what I've called you to do. I believe that's what God is wanting to tell each one of us here this evening about whatever issue it is that God is trying to challenge you. If God is trying to challenge you and saying, I've got uh, the next step that you need to be involved in. Maybe so there's somebody that God is calling you to be a, a missionary, perhaps in one of the villages next to us over in New Guinea. We've got such a need for missionaries over in our area of New Guinea, as I know it is throughout the world. But... Perhaps the Lord is, is drawing you towards something more. And perhaps you've been focused on the negative, thinking, I can't do this. If we balance the fact of our inability with the fact that God can do anything, He can work through us to do anything, then we can then take that and we can step forward in faith and say, God, I will trust you to obey so many times we see the first part. Now, don't take me wrong. I think it's important that we recognize our weakness because otherwise we will do it in a prideful way. And, and I have seen so many ministries ruined uh, here in the United States and, and overseas as well. People that had good potential, but then their pride got in the way and they thought they were, they, they were too important. And they, they all of a sudden forgot the fact that they were a nobody that needed God's help to enable them. So it's important that we don't lose sight of the fact in God's eyes, we're a nobody. We don't have the strength and the power. God wants to work through us. So in that sense, we're, I'm not saying we're not important to God, but I'm saying our abilities, that's not what we can depend on. And yet, not just looking at this. If we just look at the negative, we're going to sit back in defeat and say, I can't do anything. But if we look at that and say, yes, I, I am weak. I don't have all the abilities it takes. I can't bring glory to God by my own self. But we look at that and we balance it with God's promise where God says in John 15, 5, he says, He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. The fact that God can use us and wants to use us, he has the power to be able to work through us, but we need to be willing to say, God, I will be used. I believe many times God wants us to just take this by faith and not just sit around until we feel something, until we feel like all of a sudden now I, I feel empowered or I feel like I'm able to do it. But if we know that God has given us a command, if we know there's something we should do, then we can trust that the, the power will be there and just get up and start acting on it. Um, just give a short illustration and we'll close here. But I was talking to, um, actually it was a young couple in New Guinea that they ex ended up accepting Christ just before we left to come back on furlough. But as I was sitting with them, uh, they hadn't accepted Christ at that time, and they were discussing with me and saying, well, I don't want to get saved if 
if I'm not going to be able to keep up with doing what a Christian should be able to do. In other words, I, I want to be one of those Christians that is going to do what's right and follow the Lord. I don't want to be one of those Christians I've seen, he said, that basically do nothing for God and their lives aren't changed or anything. And we got discussing ab- about this principle, actually, and I referred to uh, the workshop that was behind us where we were sitting in a kind of a gazebo in the center of the property and, and the workshop was behind us. And I said, you know what, I, you've seen the, the power saw that I've got back in the workshop. I said, if we connect that p- power saw to the cord and we turn on the generator to be able to run the, the uh, power saw. I said, there, you know what, you've got power there at the generator and everything is connected all the way up But I said, first of all, I started with this illustration. I said, if it's not even connected at all, that saw is completely useless. Just like you and I, apart from God's power, we we can do absolutely nothing. No matter how many times you squeeze the trigger, not connected from that power, the saw is not going to do anything. But I said, many times the problem is, even when it is connected there, if we say, well, I I don't see anything happening. The saw is not turning on. What's going on? I said, you know what, we've got to take and we've got to press the trigger on that. Relying on the fact that it's connected to the power, it will work if I press the trigger. I said, many times Christians, maybe they know that God's power is available, but they just sit around and they refuse to act on it and press the trigger, so to speak, trusting that God's power will be enough to enable them. Philippians 1.6, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. My question to you this evening is this. What is there that God wants you to just step out in faith and just say, I don't feel like I have the abilities. I don't feel like I have the talents or whatever is needed, but I know God wants me to do this. So I am going to take him by faith and step out and trust that he will give me the power to be able to do what he's asked me to do. Thank you very much, Pastor. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.